This is the Mark Dolan Way. Top tips for mind, body and soul, some great life hacks and my favourite products of the week. This show is available on all podcast platforms or you can watch it. Just subscribe to the Mark Dolan Way on YouTube and join the Facebook group. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope you are very well. Good news, folks. You don't have to be good. You just have to want it. That's right. Talent is a lovely thing. But whether it was Lionel Messi, the Beatles, Sir Elton John, Steve Jobs, J.K. Rowling, Mother Teresa, they just wanted it more. So will, determination, that's what it's all about. Talent will help you, but it's not key. What's key is your desire to reach that end goal. So dare to want it and it might just happen. So how are you? I hope you're very well. So much to get through today. Can we talk about hotels? I love hotels. I'm so happy in a hotel. My parents, and I've mentioned it before, but I'll just recap for those joining us ran a very busy pub in North London and it meant that holidays had to be quite short normally and that might involve a couple of nights during the week for half term to Brighton or Bournemouth. So therefore I associate being in a hotel with my parents being happy and super relaxed and a general sense of escapism. As a kid I just loved to roam around hotels. There's a brilliant hotel in Brighton called the Grand Hotel with this amazing staircase, the ultimate playground for a kid. So hotels are great. I'm obsessed with them. I'm even happy in terribly bad hotels. It, it's impossible unless unless the hotel, like there's a fire whilst I'm staying at it and the room is engulfed with flames that I'm sleeping in, right? Unless that happens, I'm, I'm, I'm still happy with my experience in a hotel. I just love the, the process. I love checking in. I love the anticipation of the reveal. You know, when you get to the room, what's it going to look like? I was with my son the other day in a hotel and I let him open the door first and go in. It's like, go on, you have the reveal. You get that reveal, baby. But it's just a great moment, isn't it? It is just, it's like opening a Christmas present on Christmas morning. It's the door slides open and it's like oh, a big bed over there and a little smaller Single bed, twin room, God knows what's going on. Where's the bathroom? How many towels do you get? It's just the best. Is there a mini bar? It's a world of happiness. Anyway, I've got some great hotel hacks for you. Um, can I start with this, which is, I believe, an absolute game changer. I picked it up whilst I was starring in the Channel 4 show, The Jump. And The Jump was a winter Olympics show, a winter sports game in which you had to do things like ski jumping, ski jumps, which involves climbing up this terrifying platform and then sliding down and flying through the air and trying to land at the other end. And you've got to do a thing called skeleton where you attach your body to essentially a tray, like a metal tray, and you just fly down a polished um, slope at 75 miles an hour head first with a helmet on. Pretty spooky, pretty spicy getting it done. Anyway, love that show. I had to be there for quite a while. I was there. NGL, that means not going to lie, but with the first letter of each word, one after the other. 
And I've got to say that um, three or four weeks in, I'd become the king of the hotel experience. I had hacked it to within an inch of its life. And let me give you my top hack. If you're staying in a hotel room for more than one night, do not have a cleaner. Don't have a cleaner. You don't need it. You don't need the room to be cleaned. Don't have a cleaner. I was in there for weeks. So uh, I went and got the do not disturb sign. Most rooms come with a do not disturb sign. And I hooked it on the front of the uh, the outside of the door and they just never came. And I just had the room to myself for weeks on end. And I felt like, well, it was like, I don't know, like it, I was in my own flat. You know what I mean? That was what it felt like. It felt like my apartment and it would look the same coming back as it had when I left. Now, there are lots of reasons why I think it's good to put the do not disturb sign on and do not have them clean your room. First of all, waste, okay? Waste of energy, waste of money, waste of laundry. So you don't need the cleaners to come in and start changing towels that haven't been used or have only been used once. You don't need them using cleaning fluids to clean a bathroom that isn't dirty because only you've used it and surely you're not afraid of your own dirt. It's a waste for the cleaner themselves to use that energy, their own precious human energy to clean the room. Let me tell you, I make myself so popular in hotels with that do not disturb sign, because let's imagine it's a guy called Gary. I've got to say very often, perhaps normally it's a woman, which strikes me as very unfair, but uh, very often it's a woman that will clean your room. And so let's say that Audrey is so happy that she doesn't have to clean the room. She comes to room 37, which is your room. She sees Do Not Disturb and she thinks, there he is, that legend. He doesn't need his room cleaned. She gets a break. How long does it take for a cleaner to do one room? I would have thought 15 minutes. So that's 15 minutes of Audrey's life that you're giving back to her. That's 15 minutes of her precious energy that she can devote to her kids when she gets home, to her partner, to her hobbies, to her other interests, to her burgeoning small business. So I think unless you feel like the room needs to be cleaned, you know, how stupid is it? You've been in there a day and you've got someone with a vacuum cleaner. There's not, what are we exactly cleaning off the carpet unless you're Johnny Depp or something? Seriously, folks. Um, hilariously, when I was in Austria doing the jump and I had the do not disturb sign up, the management in the end were not happy. The cleaning ladies, and, and they were ladies, that's not sexism, that's just what happened. They they loved it, of course. I became some kind of legend. But the management didn't like it. And I think there's two reasons. I think they just thought, well, we don't want the room to get so bad that when he leaves, it'll need a special fumigation and full deodorizing, you know. So I can understand it, it, they own the room and they want the right to go in and make sure that it's kept to a certain standard. And also, I suppose they want to make sure that no bad stuff is going on in there because I was in this room and the cleaners never coming in. What am I up to in there? Uh, is it a den of iniquity? Have I got sex slaves in there, for example? Uh, or perhaps I've recreated the set of Breaking Bad and I've got basically crystal meth on the go and all sorts of other uh, delightful 
mind-altering substances. You know, what am I up to in there? Maybe I've got like some kind of troll farm, which I'm, I've been employed by the Russians to sort of troll people internationally from my Austrian hotel room. Who knows what I could be up to in there? So in the end, hilariously, I agreed that they could come in once a week, which they were happy with. That was a compromise. But anyway, I was so happy. And here's what you do. If you're not having your room cleaned, you can just, when, when they're coming around with the trolley, you can just pop out and you can just say, oh, I don't need my room clean, just to like enforce the fact, because it says do not disturb, so they shouldn't come in anyway. You can say, I don't need my room cleaned, um, but would you mind giving me a clean towel? So what you can do is you can give them your dirty towel. They give you the clean towel. Maybe you're getting low on biscuits or tea bags or shampoo. So you say, look, you can take this towel, give me a new one, give me some biscuits, and I need tea towels and a conditioner. They give you all of that. That's taken Audrey. 20 seconds as opposed to a quarter of an hour of her life that could be devoted to her gymnastics career or her second job as an arms salesman. The bottom line is you negotiate with these people. Um, if there is no such thing as a do not disturb sign, if you haven't got the do not disturb, they don't all have that functionality. You can just mention it to them. You say, oh, room 33 don't need it cleaned if that's all right. Thank you. They will not complain. They will be so happy. I love it. I think it's good. And you know what? You think about the environment, don't you? All that unnecessary washing. It's madness. Um, another thing that I like to do in the room is, can I tell you that waiters, waitresses, quite rightly, they get tips. It's a hard job and the wages are low and you tip. Okay. That's the culture anyway. That's not a story. That's not a hack. That's not a revelation. But if you're in a hotel and you've had a nice stay and you're just feeling like you can afford it. And I don't do this every time, but there were just times and it was recently I was in a hotel with my son and we just had a lovely stay and they really looked after us. And there was a lady there and she made the breakfast and she did all of the cleaning of the rooms and she pulled pints behind the bar. She was just superwoman. So when we left and we'd been there three nights, and by the way, they did not clean the room. You're welcome. So good. So we didn't even change towels. We just used the towels, hung them up to dry and used them again. Imagine that. And I just left, I left a note and, and I just wrote next to the note, thank you. You have to write thank you. Otherwise they'll be confused and think you've dropped the money or something because they're so not used to getting tipped. But I think it's a nice touch. If you're in a good mood, if you think your budget can stretch to it, even if it's maybe just two or three pounds, a couple of coins with a little thank you. It's a gesture. And the reason why is I think the cleaners have a hard life dragging vacuum cleaners up and down the stairs. Early start, long hours, incredibly low pay very often. And they're invisible, aren't they? They're the invisible angels of hospitality. They don't get the limelight of being behind the bar. They don't get the kind of, yeah, the human interaction of, of the waiter or the waitress. They're just there quietly cleaning your rooms, unheralded, uncelebrated, unloved, unappreciated. So apart from the fact that I do talk to them, and remember last week's show, talk to strangers. If there are people making your life more pleasant, such as cleaners, say, hello, how are you today? You know, they are miraculous in your life. They're so important. So you should show them that they're important by going, thank you so much for doing my room. Of course, I don't say that because they don't do my room, which is just immense. By the way, I, I have no doubt that a good number of you will think this advice is very strange. 
about don't get the cleaner to clean your room. I promise you I've got nothing to hide. There are no skeletons in the closet. I just don't see the point. And I like the fact that I've given Audrey a room off. She's had a little break. She could concentrate that energy to the little private zoo that she owns, where she's got marsupials and rodents and reptiles and quite a few actually animals that are not legally permitted in this country she's uh, she's got some exotic she's basically the uh, the tiger king of eastbourne all right let her devote her energies to the anaconda snake is an anaconda a snake or is it a uh, <laughs> is it a spider i wonder if it's both you're welcome so there you go i do recommend that and the other thing is, so I think we've covered that in the tip. Do you like the tip? Have I gone mad? Don't get me wrong, by the way, if the hotel is ruining, ruinously expensive, there are hotels now which are just like a rip off. You don't then want to chuck in another fiver. I get it. And I forgive you for that. But this hotel I was in was good value. She'd done so much, yada, yada. And it made me feel good. And of course, by the way, I haven't got any feedback from her. I will never be there when she sees the tip. And she might see the tip and go, you mean sod. Why is it only two pounds? Why is it only a fiver? Or she might be touched by it. But I th can't think how you'd get angry at having a tip tip left. By the way, please don't do that thing where you've only got like five Ps. So leave like 55 Ps. I think that's really rude. So I think it has to be sort of coherent, quite high value currency, like a, like a pound coin. A dollar if you're in America, which is the um, US currency. It's called the dollar. You could leave one of those. Or $10. Um, I would mention the euro, but we've had Brexit. We're out. So it's not them. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't count. We're out. We're out of that one, big guy. So, um, yeah, that is. Hold, hold fire while, while the brain reboots briefly. I just want to make sure that I've really, really attacked this for you and that you've got everything you need from this hotel bit. <laughs> okay. Uh... When you go to a hotel, you have no control over the quality of the curtains. Good hotels will have blackout blinds or blackout curtains, which is a curtain with an extra thick layer behind it, like a lining and it stops light coming through. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, you could be in a posh hotel and get rubbish curtains. You could be in an expensive, uh, cheap hotel and get great curtains. It is the roller coaster. It's a gamble. It's the great unknown. So you need to equip yourself when you go to the hotel. You need eye patches. I'm a great believer in them anyway. They do appear in an earlier episode. By the way, I've got no qualms about repeating some of the things that I say because... As I mentioned in a podcast a while ago, ironically, it's good to revisit pieces of advice. That's why religious people, they go to the mosque or the church or the synagogue every week. They revisit the same stories. So apologies slightly. Sorry, but not sorry for repeating things. Um, I did mention in an earlier episode how good eye patches are because like an eye mask, it takes a couple of days to get used to. But then it means that wherever you sleep in a hotel at home, you're getting a pitch black room and it doesn't matter how much light is flooding through the windows. And the reason why I'm passionate about this is I had a nice bedroom, which I shared with my brother, who is a truly fabulous human being. 
The only downside is that we had a very light blind. And so in the morning, light would just pour in and it would wake you up. That's not good, is it? So I've always been nervous about light coming in ever since. So the eye patch is a great and great kit for a hotel. As I say, that future proofs uh, the hotel trip. Um, the other thing is that hotels can be unexpectedly noisy. So for example, you can get woken up by drunk revelers coming home at two in the morning, especially if there's a, a wedding party at the hotel. The other thing, the issue you've got is in the morning, those early risers who are up at seven slamming doors. Have you noticed how a lot of hotel doors do slam? It's not even the hotel resident's fault. They just got these very heavy slammy doors. So you want earplugs as well. Okay, eye patches and earplugs, and then you're going to have a lovely insulated experience. The other thing I'd recommend, um, if you've driven, okay, if you have taken the car, to your hotel. So let's say you've got the car with you. Can I recommend, are you ready for this? <laughs> you are so welcome. You ready, shall we? You take your pillows from home. Yes, you do. This is not a drill. If you've got the car, you've got the space, right? The car's doing the work. Take your pillows because actually we can get on with most mattresses. We can get on with most duvets. But hotel pillows are very, very variable in quality, aren't they? They're, they're very um, unpredictable. They're, well, I find they can be just dreadful. Like you get these ones that are made of polyester and they've got sort of clumps of polyester inside them. So it feels like your head is just on a kind of, it's like a bag of very soft polyester balls. And your head kind of like squeezes into into the pillow and in between the little weird polyester lumps. It's just horrific, isn't it? Ugh. And also think about people's breathing and their sort of snoring and God knows what other fluids have landed on hotel pillows. So um, if you can bring your own pillows, because I think if you've got your own pillow, it will always feel like your own bed. That's today's catchphrase. If you've got your own pillows, it will feel like your own bed. There you go, because the angle is correct. And if you think about it, your relationship with the mattress is important. Your relationship with the duvet is important, but your relationship with the pillow is essential because that's where your face is. And that's where your nose and your mouth is and your eyes are. And your pillow's got your own smell and it yields to your skull in the most accommodating way. And the thing about pillows, they improve with age like teddy bears, don't they? And Levi's jeans, they just get better. So if you can and you've got the car, take your pillows with you. If you don't have the car, do not. You would be insane. That is certifiably mad to take pillows with you if you're traveling by train or public transport or plane. Um, you could compromise, however, and perhaps you're ready for today's product of the day. I'm a big fan of memory foam, which is essentially it's an artificial foam. But it's nice because it shapes to your body. So a memory foam mattress will shape to the outline of your body so that there are no sharp pressure points and it allows your spine to be straight. So I love the memory foam mattress. And I have to check actually whether we've done a memory foam proper. I think we have, but I might do give you a deep dive into the quality and the power of memory foam mattresses. Shall I do it now while I've got you? Let's do it now. Let's get it done. Come on. This work won't do itself. 
Memory foam mattresses really quickly. Uh, you can get proper ones from like Tempur, which is a great brand and very expensive. You can get cheaper versions, which are fine as well, because to a degree, memory foam is memory foam. It, it just it is what it is. And OK, they might say we've got this grade or that grade, but it's memory foam. And in fact, for a long time, I had a really crappy mattress and I just bought a memory foam topper, which is about eight inches of memory foam that just rolls out and lies on top of any mattress. And it kind of turns your mattress into a memory foam mattress. Not bad. Pretty decent. Uh, now, I think I had Silent Nights, I think is the brand. You know what? It's only fair that I check it out, isn't it? See, I should have just we should have prepared this in advance, shouldn't I? Silent Night uh, mattress uh, memory foam, right? I'm looking it up because I just want you to know now. Got to make sure it's the right one. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, okay. It's in it's it's in a shop called Argos or Argo. Yeah, I got it. I found it. Okay, so Silent Night, all one word, very good brand. And they do a couple. They've got Silent Night Memory Foam Rolled Mattress from £179. Let me tell you, this is the mattress that I sleep in. Single, £179. King size, 269, double 229. Small double, 215. I don't know why I went in that order. Why, why would I do that? <laughs> But anyway, uh, it's really, really good. Now, that obviously, it's not cheap, but it's a mattress and it will last forever. These memory foam, they're, they're not subject to wear and tear. It is the forever mattress, folks. Love it. Um, and what's really handy about it is, and, and if you can try to get this, obviously, you, you, you might need, if you don't live near an Argos, there's a very international global show and people will be listening around the world. You will need to purchase it from Das Internet and have it shipped to you. But I don't think shipping would be that bad because it's comes comes rolled up. So it's very easily transportable. It is not transported as a solid mattress. They roll it up in a bag. So it's like a really stuffed big gym bag. And then you've got to open it, let it breathe for a couple of days and then away you go. But anyway, that's a very economic way of having a mattress is the silent night memory foam. But I reckon whatever territory you're in globally, you'll be able to find a memory foam. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing. My lovely wife, when she was expecting our first son, this is when we had the mattress issues. She was shifting around in the bed, disturbing me, disturbing herself. One of those mattresses where someone just has to like literally move a centimetre and it sends a kind of earthquake through the mattress. Really oversensitive mattress. So we went and got the memory foam and it was amazing an instant game changer because the thing about the memory foam is it doesn't send the energy through the mattress so if you're with your partner and they're sort of like shifting around because it's memory foam it has a kind of damping effect and it it just won't the mattress on your side won't move it's just super absorbent it's not stiff it's dense so that's really nice and hilariously when she tried this mattress Okay, we got it home. And she's like, oh, I'll just try it out. She kind of lay down just to see how it felt in the afternoon and then just slept for an hour. She literally by accident fell asleep for an hour. How do you do that? But that was the seductive effects of the memory foam mattress. Love it. Anyway, look, 
there you go. We, we've possibly repeated the memory foam thing, but I, I can't extol the virtues enough. Um, if you're happy with your mattress, keep it. Mattresses have a shelf life anyway. So if in a few years you feel like your mattress has had better days, then go memory foam. And mostly when you buy the memory foam, they normally come with a 100 day guarantee because oh, yeah, it's a gamble for people. And I think the reason why they give the guarantee is because no one ever sends the damn thing back. And as I say, to my knowledge, memory foam mattresses do not have a shelf life. I've had mine for years. It's never changed. So there you go. You don't even have to sort of turn it upside down or flip it or any of that business. Gorgeous. So if you are traveling and you want to have the pillow experience, Tempur do an excellent travel memory memory pillow. And that is nice. And that will fit into your bag. So if you must travel with a pillow that you know and that you like, Tempur do an excellent memory foam travel pillow. And I'll allow that to be the product of the day. Now, let's um, let's power through some other important this is really the hotel special, isn't it? So let's stay on the hotels. Something I wish I'd done last time I was in a hotel is I wish I had brought my Apple TV. Now, Apple TV is basically a box and it gives you a world of content and it's powered through a normal AC adapter. And then it's HDMI into the TV and it's controllable via your smartphone. It would be the equivalent of the Amazon Fire, which is essentially another device which gives you access to the Internet via HDMI. Um, Google have got got a device as well. Is it Google Play? Uh, you'll need to look that one up if you don't mind. But essentially, every company's got this little hub device that plugs into your telly, connects to the Internet and is controlled by your phone. And what's lovely is that on that you'll have all of the apps, things like Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer if you're, in, if you're in the UK. And of course, you can, is there any content that's on your phone, laptop or um, tablet, you can bounce it via the device like the Apple TV onto the hotel TV. And it would have been handy to do that when I was away recently because we could have just watched some of the content that we've got stored up. In the end, we were reliant on the offerings of the hotel television menu which is never very inspiring. So if you can, and if you can be bothered, and again, I think if you're driving, I mean, these devices are not big, so you could probably travel with one as well. I mean, let's imagine you were on the road for a few weeks, just going from hotel to hotel. I think that's a very useful bit of kit to have with you, actually. So that's nice. When you go into the hotel, it's important, and anyone that knows me will laugh when I say this, because I'm not good at practicing what I pe preach sometimes. But when you go to a hotel, um, Unpack straight away, right, and, and keep the room tidy because there's nothing worse than losing control of the hotel room. And just recently when I was in a hotel, I dumped everything on the bed and it, it stayed there for a few hours and the room just looked like a tip. So what I thought of and I'm sharing with you is to is to actually unpack. There's nothing worse than being in a hotel room and just sort of living out of your bag, especially if it's like a rucksack where you don't know what's at the bottom and you never really see which is a bit silly because you've packed it for a reason, but now you can't access it. Every hotel room has wardrobes, chest of drawers. Use them. Empty your bags completely into the into the wardrobes, into the chest of drawers. It's just good housekeeping. It means that you'll use all of the stuff you brought with you because you can actually see it and find it. And it means the room stays tidy and you're less likely to call on Audrey to come in and 
waste 15 minutes of her life tidying up the room, right? You're more likely to go, do not disturb, I don't need it. If it's a terrible mess, you need Audrey to help. But we know that Audrey's time would be far better spent with her pursuing her amateur badminton titles, at which she's now quite proficient, okay? Or her dog training business, in which she takes aggressive, troubled, emotional dogs and tames them. What a business. Who wouldn't pay for that? And you want to deprive Audrey of that and her rare fish collection, including the piranhas? You're going to take that away from Audrey? How dare you? <laughs> right. Um, you've got the mini bar. It's always good to game the mini bar, which is bring really small drinks with you. Take out the drinks in the mini bar, put the small drinks in. I know the hotel companies will be furious for me saying this, but it's not like you haven't thought of it yourself and you're paying enough for the room anyway. So each to their own. The only thing is there is a couple of, there's a few evil hotels that have a device in the fridge. And when you remove the beer, you automatically get charged just for lifting it out of the fridge. So we can't be doing that. So make sure it's just a bog standard ordinary fridge. I've got to say, if I was a rock star, I would travel with a full size fridge that would go into my hotel room. I would That would be on the rider, it, not a mini fridge, just an actual full fridge. But I'm not a rock star, so we shall have to hold a fire on that one. Uh, takeaway in the hotel is amazing. Let me tell you something really naughty and debauched and amazing that I did a couple of years ago at a gig. I did a gig. I'm staying in a hotel. It was a very stressful gig, a lot of expectations. It went really well. I was so happy, weight off my shoulders. The gig's done. All I've got to do now is make my way back to the hotel and see what's going to happen, right? I was on my own. I wasn't in a group. So I went back to the hotel. Well, you know what I did? Oh, I stopped off via a fast food restaurant, which would be called McDonald's, which I'm, I've got to say I'm low carb. This is a podcast all about low carb, but rules are there to be broken. And I think, you know, I was where I needed to be health wise, body mass index wise. So occasionally, yeah, you know, like, like, like I always say holidays as well. When you're on holiday, all bets are off, baby. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a Mackey D's. And uh, even then, by the way, if you're worried about the carbohydrates, just don't buy anything with sugar in. So don't have like a sugary soft drink. Don't have the milkshake or desserts. What I tend to do, like I'll get maybe a couple of burgers and then I will put all of the meat from one of the burgers into the other one. So I've, I've, I've upped the protein and that makes the meal less naughty. Anyway, so I've got the Mackey D's and you rush back to the hotel with that and then you order a beer via room service. And it was just magical because I'm in this hotel, right? I've got I've got the TV on. I'm gonna maybe there's a movie or a documentary about to start. I've got the Mackey D's and then a knock on the door, and a very nice young man turns up and on a tray he's got a bubbly pint of Stella Artois or the Heineken or some other classic hotel beer brand, Amstel. Thank you so much. Take the beer. Have a nice evening. If you've got a quid, nice to Thank you very much. A dollar in America, that's the US currency. It's a dollar, D-O-L-L-A-R. <clears throat> Global reserve currency, you're welcome. And anyway, cut long story short, there I am. I've got a burger, I've got fries. I've got a very cold bubbly beer. I've got the TV. I'm in a good place. Beautiful. 
Because forget about room service. I don't believe in room service. I'm against it because I just find it's very expensive and not very good. And especially at night, kind of midnight, one in the morning, you're not getting hot food at that point, are you? You're just getting sort of a cheese sandwich made by a very sad, slightly depressed man called Albert, who's been at the hotel for 150 years, right? Made without love, made without inspiration. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Fast food in your hotel room late at night. Do it, baby. When you get the key, you know about those dreadful room card keys? Ask for a couple. Get spares. They won't mind. You're going to lose them. Or they'll be in the wrong pocket. Blimey, we're nearly at the end of the hotel advice session. Again, I don't think this is original, but... When you go to the hotel breakfast, obviously, you've got to eat as much as you humanly can, because what's great, you're going to save money, right? So you eat. But by the way, don't, I don't believe in waste. So just put if it's a buffet, just put a reasonable amount of food on your plate. Make sure commit to eating all of that and then go back and have a bit more. Don't load the plate before you started. That is the buffet mistake. Schoolboy buffet error. But I think the point of the hotel breakfast is to eat until the point where you feel physically sick and then carry on eating a bit more. That is the purpose of the hotel breakfast. And of course, it's a crazy potpourri of ingredients. So it'll be scrambled eggs, sausages, cubes of cheddar cheese, a bowl of fruit, salami, smoked salmon, Weetabix, Frosties, which you haven't seen since the 80s. (laughs) Cake? What's that all about? Why is there cake at breakfast? Whose idea was that? It's this weird sponge cake thing. Well, you've got to have it all because you've paid for it. And the other great thing is that it will feed you for the day. If you've done a hotel, I, I've got I've got a personal trainer, right? And we do this thing called the leg press. And he says to me, if you can still walk, if you can get off that leg press and still walk straight after, you, you've not you've not had a proper session, right? His, his his metric is you shouldn't be able to walk after having done this leg press machine. Well, you should feel physically ill after your hotel breakfast or you haven't done it properly. OK, it should be, it should be difficult getting out of your seat. It should be difficult walking. Um, you've got to kind of do that John Wayne style walking after a hotel breakfast where you don't just move your legs forward, but you sort of got to throw your legs. So you like you throw your left leg <laughs> Then you throw the right leg and you got to, it's very much in the hips. You throw the whole one half of your body, sort of momentum. It's all about momentum to get forward. And then you throw your left leg, hip up, throw the left leg, whoop, hip up, throw the right leg, hut, hut. And you sort of just stagger, stagger out of the, um, the uh, restaurant, right? So you've got to stuff yourself. And the reason why is because you're going to save money. It's an amazing holiday hack. And you don't want to be looking. Let's say you're on holiday. Let's say you're abroad. Let's say you're in Rome. You don't want to be looking for lunch in Rome, right? That's a hundred pounds, isn't it? Before you've even blinked. So you are so well fed from breakfast that you skip lunch. That is the Dolan holiday hack. You skip lunch. You have a monster breakfast and then you'll be hungry and ready for dinner. And you've got the budget that you didn't spend on lunch. And that goes to dinner. How good is that? So you've robbed Peter to pay Paul. Uh, I'm against lunch. On holiday, it doesn't make sense to me. 
I think it just spoils it. I mean, you've just had breakfast and we're having lunch now. What is going on? Whose idea was that? And I think it spoils dinner. I like to be hungry for dinner. So save money. And almost it's a bit of intermittent fasting, really, isn't it? If you skip lunch, you've had enough food. So there you go. There you go. That's, uh, that is my beautiful thing. Um, and then one last brilliant life hack for the... Just keeping an eye on time here because, you know, we've got to run a tight ship, haven't we? I think that ship may have passed. Um, oh, yeah. You know how in the hotel you've got tea and coffee coffee making facilities? That's really good, isn't it? But the great weak spot in that solution is the milk scenario. And the reason why is because you might get these plastic little devices which taste disgusting. The plastic from the device is actually infused into the milk. Let's be honest, they were packaged 57 years ago, just before the assassination of John F. Kennedy is how old these milks are. The kind of late 1940s cow that expressed that milk that you're now about to drink. Disgusting, long life, yuck, 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 weird aftertaste, taste of plastic, plus semi-skimmed, which is for me a nightmare. I like full fat milk or whole milk because it changes the colour of the tea or the coffee. You got your coffee, then the milk goes in and it's a different colour. You put skimmed or semi-skimmed in, it doesn't change colour. It just kind of goes brownie grey. Unacceptable. By the way, good hack. If you are stuck with semi-skimmed milk, just add cream and then it turns it into whole milk, which I do all the time. I was in a hotel last year. They had semi-skimmed milk. And what I did in the morning is I ran across the road to the supermarket. I bought double cream and then I could have great coffee at the hotel. And it was a beautiful thing. It was a thing of beauty. Um, so the milk is a disaster in the rooms and there's never enough and it's unsatisfactory. So what you want to do is you want to purchase a bottle of milk locally and have it in the room. A pint of milk will last 24 hours unrefrigerated. So if there's no fridge, it's going to be fine. It won't spoil for a day. It won't spoil. There might be a window ledge that you can put the milk on, but be careful. Make sure that there isn't going to be like people walking around underneath who are then going to have a plastic pint of milk land on their head. Major health and safety issue. But I do like to have proper milk. So that's what you do. You're in the hotel and then you just pop to the supermarket, get a pint of milk, put it in the room. And you can then just, if you're there for a few days, you just replace the pint every day. You don't have to finish it. We're on holiday. We're living the dream. Okay. Um, if you want a more practical solution, you can have long life. No, you know, you know, you know, I've just thought what you need. Actually, you go to the hotel. If you're there for a few days, you get micro filtered milk. OK, I'm a big fan of micro filtered milk. It's completely natural. It's milk which has had the bacteria filtered out of it. So it naturally lasts longer. It's not chemical. It's not unnatural. It's filtered. And the milk tastes like normal milk, but it just hasn't got the bacteria in, which means it won't go bad. So that's really handy. So you can have the long life micro filtered milk and that can live in your room for a few days and it will be fine. Um, the other thing I like to do is I don't know if you find this, but the cups in hotel rooms are too small. So I, I bring a big cup with me. You might have noticed I bring quite a lot with me when I go when I go to a hotel pretty much everything but the kitchen sink but i like my big mug ngl that means not gonna lie it's it's um the first letter of each of the words one after the other and i love my big cups i'm in a 
boil the kettle, make the coffee, add the whole filtered milk. That's a perfect start to the day. It also means you haven't got to rush down to breakfast. You know, you start your breakfast routine in the room because who wants to face the world uncaffeinated? Especially an angry receptionist in the hotel. You don't want to expose yourself to that without the caffeine fortification. I like to get in that elevator fortified and caffeinated. So I'm ready for banter with the other guests. Did you sleep well last night? Lovely hotel, isn't it? Let's hope it doesn't rain today. What about those two at number 47? They had a long night, didn't they? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So it's amazing. You've got your own cup. You've got the proper milk. You've got your drink. And you just, you start your day and you put the TV on or something, you know. You're just drinking your coffee. And it's just, just easy. And then what that means, friends, is that when you get down to the hotel breakfast, you're cooking with gas. You're nicely stimulated and then you're ready to really attack that breakfast and eat so much that you almost poison yourself with food. Sort of toxic levels of overeating is what I'm I'm pitching to you here to the point where you ideally will be wheeled out of the venue on completion of the meal, on completion of your last mini croissant. <laughs> so there you are. Look, I hope that we've covered lots today. I think we have. There is a surplus of material, which I will be telling you about next time, which I'm already looking forward to telling you about. So uh, there are many more, many more ideas to come, many more suggestions, which you're welcome to take or leave. It's wonderful to have your company. The feedback about the show is wonderful. And I'm so grateful. This show is nothing without you. So Thanks for joining me every time. And I hope you've noticed that we now drop the podcast every Sunday. So it's in the morning on a Sunday. I haven't quite worked out what time exactly, but it's the morning. We will nail down a time shortly. But um, if you're in the kind of GMT area, you'll you'll wake up to it with any luck. And if you're in America, you'll be asleep whilst it lands. How nice is that? And that means that if you have a sort of whack of insomnia on Saturday night. It's there waiting for you at 3am. How good would that be? You're welcome. So yeah, so we drop on a Sunday. Um, Tell your friends. And of course, we've got this big body of work now. It's This is the 19th episode. So there are, according to my mathematics, 18 other shows. Um, Plenty, plenty to get through. And of course, plenty more to come. Um, A lot of people listen. You can watch the show in its entirety on YouTube. And if you knew that, but you can watch it on YouTube. And then there are clips on Twitter at Mr. Mark Dolan, Instagram, you name it. So we're all there. Um, If you would be kind enough to give us an honest review via your podcast platform that allows more people to access the show. And um, yeah, let's uh, let's keep that journey going. We've got so many more adventures that lie ahead and I can't wait to share them with you. So I'll see you soon.